Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you for tuning in today. This is episode number 77. I am so happy you are here today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Definitely check back on previous episodes. There is definitely something out there for everyone. Here on My Naked Mindset, we talk about sex, dating, relationships, and mental health, self-care, and everything in between. So I definitely would love for you to check out some previous episodes as well as join my free Facebook VIP group, and that is My Naked Mindsetters on Facebook. And without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this juicy episode. All right, everyone, I have a very special guest today. She is a relationship coach who specializes in working with couples who have kids and specifically folks who have kids with neurodiverse also has a background in deep emotional healing and mindset transformation. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Rach. Hi. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to the show today. I get to talk about some of the things that I don't focus on so much in my business right now, but um, used to many moons ago. So yeah, it's exciting. Very exciting. And I'm I'm so excited to hear all about your stories and how you got to where you are today. Um, I always love to ask the first thing lately, like when I podcast is, what in your life are you most excited about? Like something coming up in your life or, you know, what are you most excited about? Well, this is going to sound very mundane, but I'm really excited about both my kids going to full-time school because then we get some us time again. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. It's just going to be so much easier. Some me time, some us time, yeah. feel like a little bit of balance and we can get back to a little bit of um, bit what it used to be like before we had our little. So yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> hey, I love that. And that, and it's so important these days to have yes, your your special couple time and your mm. you time, your alone time. I mean, I think there is nothing like when you kind of refresh and just like get to reframe like, okay, I get some me time. I get to like think how everything's going in my life, maybe do some self-care, whatever that looks like. I think it's such a beautiful thing when you can just kind of decompress and just be in your own head, right? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Just chill out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So our topic today is going to be so much fun and I cannot wait for my listeners to hear this, just your story, your experiences. So for my listeners, we're going to be talking about non-monogamy relationships and specifically the swinging community open relationships that type of dynamic so i think to start out i think just so if people are not aware what that is is group sex swapping sexual partners multiple partners just basically um you know going outside of your relationship but that also can mean you know, you and your partner are switching, right? And and there can be so many different situations within the swinging community, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah, there's uh, much variety. Yeah, yeah. So I have always been su- super intrigued about just like how the dynamics are, how they work, and really just kind of giving my listeners some of your stories, because I'm sure you have gotten to experience some different dynamics, it sounds like, which is so Mm. cool and, and really just spreading some awareness about this, because I think this is such a quote unquote taboo topic, but it's really not because 
everyone has sex. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not as taboo as it used to be. Um, right, it's definitely right. coming out more into the mainstream as people become more open minded, and obviously the internet is more people talking about it. So, mm -hmm. it's definitely um, become a, a, a topic of discussion. Um, and many years ago, I was actually a relationship coach specifically for people in open relationships and, and swinging and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, from 2008 to 2014, I focused on this specifically because at the time, that's what we were doing. And I realized wow. it, it's like, wow, why aren't more people doing this? Because nobody's yeah. talking about it. Nobody's right. talking about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I started to write about it, talk about it. And I uh, even wrote a book and, and did it all under a pseudonym because at the time we had young children, we were working in government jobs and like, oh, I don't know how anybody's going to cope with this. So, you know, and I wasn't sure about being out and proud about it either because, you know, you just don't know what kind of judgment you're going to get. Um, right. But ultimately in the end, all that happened was, yes, I got the, the, the comments and people who had very strong opinions about <laughs> our lifestyle. Um, right. But I also found a lot of people were, oh my God, we were thinking about that and we didn't know who to talk to or yes. wow, we, we stepped into it and we had this problem. I'm like, oh, well, I've got fixes for the problems. Um, and people who were curious about it but wanted to talk about it and had lots of questions and I'd just be sitting down, open book like you're going to do today and just yeah. answer the questions. Um, and there wasn't, there's not many people out in the world who are willing to, to discuss it. So it's been an interesting journey. Wow. Well, I give, I give you kudos for, for just kind of being open and Hey, this is me. Like, and that's how I am about my sex podcast. I mean, I talk to so many different types of people from different backgrounds and different situations. Mm -hmm. And I think it's beautiful because I think we're really showcasing, like it is not a taboo topic. This should be talked about more and we're kind of giving more information so people can kind of take it and be like, Oh, okay, this is what I could do. And this is how I can mm -hmm. bring it up to my partner. You know, if someone's interested in doing it and if it's not for you, totally fine too. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I think just not judging people on what they, what works for them. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, I think if you and whomever you're with is comfortable with it, then like, why should anyone else give a shit? You know what I mean? It's just... Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, in integrity, communication, you know, all the, the strong right. foundations, but how you run your relationship is completely up to you. And I definitely have seen, you know, as being a relationship coach and coming across other couples that are struggling massively, um, there's a, we're actually not naturally monogamous. It's all of our crap and insecurity that makes us hold on to monogamy as well as the programming that we've received from our parents, from religion, from, from, from. Um, so a lot of people have this battle in their head around, I really want to have a threesome with my partner or explore, you know, I, I talk about it as if, think about it this way. Instead of having a vibrator that has a battery, you've got a human like vibrator box. Yeah, it comes with a heartbeat yeah. and extra hands and an extra tongue. I mean, what's so bad about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, you know, exploring and going beyond that and allowing each other the freedom to go, hey, I'd really like to experience this thing. And the other partner going, yeah, let's do this together. Um, right. All I found was it brought us closer together, gave us a stronger bond than when we were sort of, you know, in the back of our head going, you know, I really wish or fantasizing about it or whatever. And sometimes not sharing it is what it creates a little bit of a wall between you. Um, but seeing so many couples that really need to have these conversations and go, well, maybe you need to do your relationship your way. Forget about everything you've been ever told about how you should relationship and work out what works for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think it's so true because it's like, do what you guys are into. Like, 
Yeah, do you do you, boo. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's as simple as that, I think. I mean, screw the haters. Like, I think <laughs> for you, then... nobody else's business, really. Right, it's right. Not. And that's the other thing is, you know, people need to mind their own business in some sort of situations like this. And it's like, hey, do, do you, boo-boo, and also mm-hmm. enjoy it, right? Because, I mean, I'm sure it can be so much fun. And I'm sure, like, the adrenaline would be crazy. Oh, my experience. God. Uh, I have many, many stories, many, many stories. And, and, you know, there's, it's not, not too many people I know that can um, get the best wife award for organizing an orgy for their partner's birthday. Oh my God. Stop it. That's amazing. Best wife ever. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh my God. Okay. So I want to start by asking, how did this like start? Like who brought up the, um, you know. Oh, that was me. That was totally (laughs) me. I'm the one. Okay. So I've I've recently discovered I've got an ADHD brain. So ADHD people tend to take more risks. We tend to be more impulsive Mm -hmm. um, among other things. So I I think I've always had that real raunchy, sexy, naughty, push the boundaries side. Um, But with my first husband, because I've been married twice, my first husband, totally jealous and insecure. There was, I couldn't even flirt and get away with that. So I had to shut down a big part of me. So by the time I met my current husband, Kerry, um, he's like me. We're massive flirts, both of us. <laughs> so bad. But it was awesome because I'm like, babe, great. You flirt. I flirt. I know we're going home together. Have a ball. Yes. So that's kind of how our relationship started. Um, and we had conversations very early on. I said, well, how do you feel about a, a girlfriend who wants to have a threesome? And he's like, <laughs> Christmas has all came at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I said, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to have it with a guy too. But, you know, let's discuss this later on. So, um, you know, we, we sort of played with the idea very on in our relationship. But then as things got more serious, he actually said to me, look, I'd like it to be just us for a while. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because the door wasn't closed to me being able to experience and play in the playground. Um, because there was a part of me that wanted, because I had a long-term relationship through most of my teen years um, so there's a lot of things that I didn't get to experience and do, but I didn't mm-hmm. want to walk outside the relationship and do it either. So right. we had this discussion about, well, maybe we'll do that together. You know, he was the one that had more, he's the the, the, the rock, the very even flow, very consistent plot along type person. Um, I'm the one that zigzags and does all of this. So I take him out of his comfort zone. He grounds me. <laughs> it's a good partnership. Um, so yeah, it was after probably about five years in and we just had our daughter, not just had our daughter, our daughter was, Oh, about a year old. So we'd been together, you know, five years at, at that point. And me, ADHD, I get bored quickly. I do too. Um, <laughs> okay, so look, totally I got bad. not I didn't get bored in the relationship, but I'm like itching for something new. Yeah. Um, so I I made the suggestion because I was doing a lot of personal development courses outside of Canberra where we were living. So I was away a lot. And of course, when you're doing personal development, there's lots of emotional stuff. There's high fives and you get in the moment, you make these connections. And it's like, hmm, wouldn't mind a piece of that. Right. So I I sat down with him one day and I said, look, I'd like for us to, to do this. And, you know, how do you feel about while I'm away, I get to flirt and play and whatever. And, but you get to do it while, you know, while I'm away as well, mm-hmm. which was kind of unfair because I was leaving him with the children. <laughs> it's like, and he's not the not as social as I am, at least not on his own. So I really didn't. Uh, anyway, he agreed, but he agreed saying, okay, look, I'm not comfortable with you having sex with someone else. I'm 
because I, I said to him, you know, what, what has to happen in, for you, in order for you to be okay? Right. And he said, okay, well, I'm not comfortable with you having sex straight away. I, you know, I'm okay with you flirting and maybe going, getting naked, but I want you to t- touch base with me and I want to hear all about it. So do you know that um, there's a magazine called Penthouse? It does the, yep. the forum section. Okay. So Penthouse forum. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to tell me about your night, but write it in Penthouse forum style as if I'm the one that's in the thing. Like, right. I can do that. I can do that. So the next time I went away, it was a seven day stint, right? Um, and within the first two days, because now I know that I've got permission, right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm a farm myself, I'm a young man. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I connected with a, quite, you know, he was a few years younger than me. And um, and so somewhere along the line, I, I said, look, this is what I'm allowed to do, but I can only go, yeah. I can get, so each night we kind of went a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, but, you know, didn't go all the way, but, oh, my God, it was so hard not to. (laughs) That must have been sexual tension. Oh, my God, the sexual tension was ridiculous. Not just that, because then the next day, in between doing crew for this massive event, you know, I was technically working. Right. I was then sending messages back to my husband in Penthouse Forum style, reliving the night before in much, you know, a little bit in embellished detail, but really, like, giving it to him anyway so he's on the other side of the text messages receiving them and he's getting horny as and i'm getting like physical stimulation as well as mental stimulation for seven days anyway i thought in in my head i'm like right he has to get so much benefit out of this that he lets me do this again yes (laughs) i know how to play the game so i played by the rules i i stuck with what we agreed to, but oh my God, it was so hard. And it was like skating right at the edge of the boundary, right? Right, right. And then got home because I had a bus ride. It was two and a half hours all the way home. So the night before, I literally didn't even get back to my hotel room to grab my bags until like dawn, <laughs> playing all night long. <laughs> and so he did try to go <laughs> beyond my boundary. I'm like, no, no, no. no. You're like, nope, I can't do that. <laughs> not doing it because i want to be able to do this again right (laughs) so and it was all about integrity i knew that if i stuck to the rules and did exactly what he was comfortable with that i had a higher chance of being able to do that and more maybe next time so got home we barely got out of the car park it was just like we had sex i don't know how many times in that first probably seven days that I got home it was as much as we could kind of fit in so both of us were completely ramped up so he's like I like this yes yes I'm winning (laughs) so and then it was like the next time and the next time he said the same thing you know it was okay for me to to take it to that level but not any further and I'm like okay I can do that um and then eventually he said look I want us to do this together because mm. I was going away and having all this fun, coming back and he was getting the benefit, but he wasn't getting a chance to do that for himself. And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. Mm. I kind of, it was nice that I had those times to just let loose. Um, right. But, you know, it's really, it's time to do it together. So then um, we we found, uh, we got on some websites and started to meet some some couples. Uh, and then we we met people and, you know, had dates and and had a few experiences together where the other people had more boundaries than we did. So we're like, okay, well, that's probably a good thing because we'll just see how we go when we're in the same room, but we're with other people and see what happens. Cause you don't right. know you don't how you're going to feel. Do you get there? And that's I say that to every couple, as much right. as you can be prepared for it, 
you don't know till you get there. So one of the best things you can do is we always gave each other the, an option to veto it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, in the moment, if you're not feeling comfortable, you just have to let me know because you are the most important person in all of this. Absolutely. And your actions and your words, when that person goes, I'm not comfortable with that. And you go, okay, you stop what you're doing. Let's go. Do you want to go? What do you want to do? Right. That respect and, and honoring of their feelings in the moment is what helps to build that level of trust and security in order for things to be more comfortable to go further. Mm, like a safe word. So we started out. Oh, absolutely. And we had, you know, we had safe words and we had ways of communicating and we learned all of that kind of by doing it and then making mistakes and then having to unravel it after that and go, okay, what happened? What happened for you? What happened for me? Because um, mm. I'm the one that's like, you know, he would describe it as getting to the edge of the playground and running off to play. And then he's like, because he doesn't, he, he needs a few beers before he feels as comfortable yeah. socially. Whereas I'm like, I'm out of there. Right, you're um, ready to go. I'm ready to go. And it is easier for the women in the partnership in the zone because um, the women tend to have a bit more of the control and power mm. in that space. It's a little hard okay. to describe um, because everything's about consent. Right. So sure. it's all about making sure that both partners are okay if you're going to do something with one of them. Um, and it's the women typically, not always, that are the ones that, get to say yes, no, I mean, always for themselves, but you know, the partner goes, okay, well, whatever you want to do often. Right. Um, so it's nice to feel that safeness because everybody understands the consent thing. And when you go into that space with other couples, every other couple that you come across is as um, connected to their partner as you are. Right. So it, this is just about expanding your play things, like expanding the, the toy box with a lot of human things. So then you've got, you know, two penises and, four hands and two mouths and ooh, yeah. what could I do with that? Right, um, right. Or, you know, for us, we started to explore our sexuality. So we were playing with, you know, boys and girls and, and yeah. like, it was great when we had another couple that was like us who were exploring or playing in that space. And it's like all the combinations, so many things you can try, so many things to do. Um, so yeah, it just, it started that way. And then as we got more comfortable and we built more trust between us to know mm -hmm. that, you know, if I'm, if I'm not, if I'm uncomfortable for whatever reason, I can say so. If he's uncomfortable for whatever reason, he can say so. Um, and over the years, we're in an open relationship. So we started as swingers, and mm -hmm. then it moved to a bit more of an open relationship where we had some, you know, some of our favourite playmates became a little bit more regular. Um, and we even dabbled a little bit in poly. I had a girlfriend. Uh, and we had a girlfriend for a while there, uh, which is very complex when you're starting to add in a third person within the relationship dynamic. Right. Um, it can be easy to to it can be easy for it to get rocky quite quickly, but mm. it does come down to the level of maturity in all three people, the amount of emotional baggage any of one of them have, their communication skills, their relating skills. I mean, you've got to be up there in order for that to really function. Right. Um, so, but it's a process to, to get to that point. So we had to go through being comfortable seeing each other with other people. And it turns out both of us seeing other people with our partners was like, oh my God, that's the hottest thing ever. So it's, and then is, I, <laughs> is there a jealousy part at all? Or like you kind of have to get through that point maybe? Um, well, my husband and I are naturally not jealous people. Okay. And because we had such a strong relationship before even going into this, there wasn't really any jealousy. The only time there was any kind of 
jealous like in feeling was when the in the more poly dynamic where mm. um really towards the end where things started to fall apart for us um it was she was messaging him and talking to him but not talking to me and right. that was that was more hurtful than jealousy it was like well you know that's not that's not fair right. um and that's not going to work so that was the only time um but otherwise no neither one of us are naturally jealous both of us are quite strong in our relationship and trusting of the other so there was none of that and when we first started into it and we were having conversations because back then it was msn right yeah a while ago um so i would have these conversations with guys and i just i would you know there's lots of sexy talk and sharing of some stuff so what i would do hubby get home and i'd say right catch up and i'd give him sit down and he could read everything that i wrote yeah part of me was like is he going to be okay with that? Because that was a little, you know, right. that was out there. Like that's pushing the boundaries, but that's what I do. Um, Love it. And he would, Benny, but I was giving him the opportunity to go, oh, I'm not comfortable with that. Great. Let's talk about why. And right. a chance for him to go, all right, well, that's, that's where I want to put a boundary. That's okay, but that's not okay. Okay, great. So now I know, and now I'll stick oh, to yeah. this boundary. Right. So it was a process of unfolding. Um, and then later on, none of that really mattered. We've got a, an open door policy on our phones. We both know our passwords. At any time, we have permission to to look at the other person's phone. If for whatever reason there's a little bit of insecurity or a question, go yeah. ahead. Um, we hide nothing from each other. So it sounds um, like a beautiful foundation, and you really built that so strong. And then it has to of be course, the the communication and the trusting you and the don't. boundaries. I mean. I feel like a person, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, a person who didn't have boundaries, who wasn't communicating, probably this probably wouldn't work for them. Correct. It would not work. And that's where when I was talking with couples that had had something go wrong, yep. you know, and they felt betrayed, cheated on, whatever, that was the problem. So right. even in that scenario, there are still people who cheat because yeah. they've got stuff around like one person's a bit more controlling and a bit more insecure the other person doesn't want to tell them because they don't want them to feel hurt but they want to go and do and explore this stuff so there's not communication and there's emotional stuff that hasn't been addressed or healed mm. or one person goes faster than the other but they're not saying enough to go oh i'm not comfortable with that they kind of go along for the ride because they want to keep this person happy but in the meantime they're sacrificing their own happiness and boundaries in order for that to happen so there's so many scenarios where they can come unstuck. So that's why I wrote the book because I actually go through, these are the things you need to think about. And they've got questions at the yeah. end of each chapter, go talk about this. Here's how you prepare for that. Here's what you want to know. This is what it's kind of like as you go through it. Um, so it kind of naturally wrote itself because when I decided to write it, every experience I had after that was like, oh, that needs to go in the book. <laughs> oh, that needs to go in the book. <laughs> I need to hear so, some, like, the craziest stories. Do you have a few that you could share or like, crazy. or like greatest? Oh man, we had some great times down here in um, Melbourne. They had this event three, four times a year called Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners Ball. I love it. <laughs> So it's it has a theme each time. And the idea is you dress really sexy. So there's people that walk around like literally most often I would have some kind of mm, fishnets, boots, tiny yeah. little skirt and like a, a bikini top, maybe that. Um, I tend to like having my bits covered only because it's like, well, that's more enticing to me. I, I don't need to see everything. I want right. to imagine that. Yeah. Uh, 
and then you know you'd have, you'd have angels and devils and you know all kinds of stuff you could come out of that um you know fractured fairy tales you know often a lot i've got had a lot of corsets so you know all kinds of stuff um but yeah tiny little skirts and yeah it, it was good to, good fun to dress up and and for oh, me yeah. it was a no holds barred like because everybody in the room is the same or similar um, yeah. They're there to have a good time. Um, you could have sex on premises, although we typically didn't. Um, but oh man, I would. I met so many people, got so many phone numbers, got so many photos. Um, you know, and and without going into too much detail, there were party drugs uh-huh. um, yep. in the scene. So we would have these sixty-hour weekends <laughs> where we'd start before we got to Saints. We would have pre-pre drinks somewhere. Uh-huh. And then pre-drinks because it doesn't start really until 10 o'clock. Um, and everybody be in their costumes and we'd meet at a hotel room not far from the venue. <clears throat> and then we would go in and you, you, you walk into the venue with plain clothes over the top. And it was the funnest to go, to walk around like you look like, you know, you know, other people are going to nightclubs and underneath you've got this sexy corset and fishnets and like everything going on. It's like so sexy. <laughs> I love that. So you get in there and the first thing you do is you take off your plain clothes and you put them in a bag and you get a number so you know when, at the end of the night you go back and get your clothes. But the idea is you've got very little on, very little. So those costumes that a lot of people wear in the bedroom, mm. we wore to saints. That's amazing. So much fun. Um, so, yeah, I would spend quite a lot of time um, bouncing around and because uh, it had three levels and we would always go as a group. So my husband and I would be, I'd go catch up with him every so often. And I'm like, see ya. <laughs> and I'd go wandering and I'd go meet people and I'd just start conversations and I'd kiss some random guy or girl. And, you know, it just, that's how conversations would almost start. Cool. Um, I would have people come up to me after a while because I was doing a bit of radio and a bit of TV and a bit of, you know, I was out there in the media and people recognized me because I was writing for um, Adult Matchmaker at the time. Uh-huh. Um, so they go, oh, my God, you're Chantelle Austin. That was my pseudonym. Oh, oh you're Chantelle. Yes, I am. Oh, my God, <laughs> I read your article and blah, 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 blah. Like, so, you know, it's a little bit of celebrity stuff going. I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was kind of nice. Um, yeah, so then it would just, so we would do that, that we would be dancing with people, meet people, flirt with people, you know, a bit of grinding and, and kissing and, you know, all sorts of amazing, I've got some amazing hot photos from that time. Uh, and then it would finish around 3 or 4 a.m. and then we would all go to one of the hotel rooms and then it would all everything all stuff. Would, some stuff would, yeah, but it, it'd just go with the flow with yeah. whoever was there and whoever you connected with. Sometimes we'd invite extra people back, you know, and that would last until usually, you know, you've got to check out by about 10 a.m. So then we would check out of there and we go to someone's house and then mm. it would continue until. So this is Saturday morning, right? Right. So it started, it's on a Friday night. This is Saturday morning. We go back to somebody's place and then we would just literally keep going. Clothes back off, drinks out, um, and we'd go till Sunday sometime. We're not sleeping because, oh, you oh, know, wow. party drugs. Right, right, right. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds like a blast. Drank a lot of Jack. Oh, my God. Some of the best times of my life I had there. Um, and it, I miss it sometimes too, but at the same time, it would take me a week to recover because 60 hours, oh. no sleep, a lot of bottles of Jack and Dry, honey <laughs> drugs, very little food, you know, um, oh but they gosh. were great. They were so much fun that we'd do them three or four times a year and it would just be our kind of really let loose, go nuts type oh, yeah. party time. That sounds so they fun. were a lot of fun. Mm. 
Wow. I miss those on Sundays. <laughs> oh, do they still have this event? Yeah. Or no. Yeah, they, do. they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this event's been going, I want to say, for about 20 years. That's so cool. It's pretty now, epic. Now, do you have any, does anything stick out to you that was like a very bad experience? Or like, bad experience? Go well? oh, I think, yeah, I think for me, what was hardest was when our, our three, three, three dynamic fell apart. Mm. Um, got, it got messy. Mm. And that was the only thing that I think I still struggle with some days. Um, her and I are still not back to what we were. Um, we just, you know, when we, we left Melbourne, we kind of walked away from a lot of it. Right. And we got back to just, you know, focusing on family. Um, there were, you know, some catalysts and stuff that happened in our life to make us want to move. And it wasn't just that. Um, so, yeah, that kind of fell apart. And, you know, there's some re- oh, regrets. There's, I mean, there's only so much I can do. Right. I can't make the other person see things the way that I do or take responsibility for their stuff in it. You know, I can take responsibility for mine, but um, if you're not willing to have a discussion, then I I can't fix it or make it better. So that's probably the hardest part when you, you have people that you have, you, you do build an emotional connection with them. Um, And that's the ones that I love better was when I had more of a connection, not just to come in, have sex and walk away. Um, right. I discovered that I liked having the emotional connection or some kind of extra connection. It made it better for me. Um, and we allowed each other to have that over time, not a straightaway because there was, you know, how will we feel about that, having an emotional connection for other people? And I could honestly say that I loved some of my playmates because they were, it was a love in a different kind of way. Definitely. It's not the same love that I have for my husband. Um, right. Him is my forever partner. It, hands down, he's the one, if I had to choose between any of them, Tim. Absolutely yeah. my forever partner. Um, and while all the, you know, some of these other playmates had, we had a great connection and we had a lot of fun, they're not anybody that I want to be in a relationship with because I, right. you know, There's they're good for the dynamic. weekend. Yeah, right. different dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got their own stuff and, and crap going on and I just want to have fun with the fun part um, yeah. or have these deep conversations about spiritual stuff, which is not my husband's forte. That's not his thing. But I would have these amazing conversations with some of my playmates and then we'd play together and then we'd talk about this stuff. And this was great. It was kind of like it meant that my husband didn't have to be all things for me. Yeah, I was able to get my bucket filled from these other people in my life that I loved and adored and got to play with occasionally. Um, and that just because he gave me the freedom to have those relationships with people, all it did was make me love him more. I mean, you're the best for giving me the freedom to be able to do that. Oh, my God. All I did was draw me back to him. That's incredible. That is, Mm. and it's so, and I'm sure, like you said, it's made you two so much closer because you've been through all of these different scenarios. And like you just said, it still brings you back to him. And you're like, I love you so much for letting me kind of be myself and do have fun with different people, but also, you know, enjoy it with you. Now, yeah. Now, when you do, when you are involved in like the swinging community, does, are these like, I I guess what I'm curious is like the dynamic of the friends. Like, do you guys hang out with them and not ever kind of get sexual or intimate? Or is there like, like, do you, I know you said you go on dates sometimes. So like, is there some situations where you just hang out and then maybe like the next time? Yeah, we would do this. Yeah, because we're not actively searching to have friends up here where we are right. um, in that zone. But when we were in Melbourne, we because that's that was our what we were doing, we were making friends through 
the websites that we were meeting new people and then they would introduce us to other people. So we created, we had a friendship group that were all in the space. Okay. Um, and we started to, to use a code that said, you know, if, you know, we would invite each other to barbecues and we would be invited to, you know, they've got a birthday party for so-and-so, but we would code them by saying, well, what kind of event is it? Uh... So if it was vanilla, it meant that there were a lot of people in the, the zone, it, like a lot of people who were, for want of a better term, normal, um, monogamous, who had yeah. no idea about what our, our chocolate lifestyle. Um, okay. So we would use that to, to describe. So when we would be invited to something, we'd say, okay, what's the, what's the code? And they'd say, okay, well, it's a bit of chocolate swirl, okay. which means there's vanillas and there's chocolates at the event. So if you're going to get any chocolate kissy, play flirt just make sure it's away from the vanillas oh that's so funny that's a which perfect... made it so much more fun right that's such a perfect way to, to present it because then you kind of know what the vibe is and you're not just going to go up to someone and be like hey yeah like, that's exactly right <laughs> or you do something in front of the vanillas and then you out those people you know you have to be really really respectful of um you know where the where they're at and who they've got at those events. Um, but we did love it when there was a good mix and you could, you know, if it was a chocolate event, well, all hand, like, right. no holds barred. And that was the best because I could be standing in the kitchen flirting with one person's husband, be kissing another one in the other room and then kiss the girl over here and then nobody cares. Everybody's right. like, oh, that's hot. <laughs> Someone yeah. else will take photos, you know. Um, so we had a, a lot of, like, chocolate events where we just, you know, we'd have, you know, barbecue, um, we'd have, you know, stay for the night drinks and we might have a, a dinner theme um and they were a lot of fun and then you'd have these mixed events where it was chocolate swirl or vanilla but the the fun part about the vanilla ones you know was the the, the sneaking the glances or you know saying something that had a bit of an innuendo without being too overt so then right. you just get these looks like mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. i love this yeah. This is so I'm so intrigued about just and I mean <laughs> your, your stories are so intriguing and it's like and and like you were saying like you can play it however you want like it sounds like mm -hmm. there's so many different spaces and, and scenarios that you can be put into and just kind of experience whatever yeah, you yeah. want right and yeah exactly you say that there was you said that there's a lot of orgies correct just like yeah there's well there's you know there's plenty of the swingers clubs that you can go and enjoy mm. being with other people um orgies are not always on the cards but you get some people who really love to have the multiple partners at one in one hit the one thing i found for me was it was too much to concentrate on it's yeah. like you know when you really want to get in the zone to orgasm and you've got too many people doing too many <laughs> things it's like uh uh yeah, sure <laughs> <laughs> um so that you know that was fun it was at least right. i think we, we ended up writing what we call the fuck it list um early on which was all the things that we wanted to experience so it's a bucket list for your sex life um and yeah it's so cool so we would we would purposely be ticking things off and just right. you know then we would go to a party and think oh we didn't even add that that wasn't even on the list <laughs> add that to the list so it just became a way for us to experience a lot of of things that other people only ever dream of that right. you know, I got to go, Hey, hubby, let's go do this. And he's like, okay, sure. Let's do that. Um, but you know, like I said, the, the boundaries and the limitations right. got less and less as we got more comfortable and, and proved to each other that we could be trusted, that we would listen to each other, that we could, um, you know, all of that. So towards the end, we were having like completely separate dates 
Mm. Um, it's like he would go and I would go. Uh, and, you know, every so often, like there was one party he went to, but I had a thing on. So I had to go home and go to bed because I needed to be up early. And he's like, well, do you mind if I stay? And I'm like, oh, I want to say yes, but there's a part of me that <clears throat> wants you to come home with me. And he, he says to me, right. what do you need? Because that was our question. What do you need yeah. in order for it to be okay? Because we both wanted to say yes to each other because it meant that if I say yes to you, then you'll say yes to me. Right. So right. it's like, well, what do I need in order to get on board to give you that freedom? Yeah. So we would have these conversations. So I think this one particular time, I didn't really know what I needed to ask for. There was just a part of me that's like, oh, I kind of want you to come home with me, but I want to say yes, you know, that conflicted. Um, so he walked me to the car and he just stood there. He stopped me from getting in the car and he just hugged me and he kissed me and he like just stood, stood there. And then I realized, oh, you know what? That's all I needed. I'm good. I'm honestly good now. Go and have fun. My only thing is, you know, in the morning, I will come to get you, but you need to be able to drive because you need to drop me off and then go home to the kids. He's right. like, okay, I can do that. So as long as he did that, I would be okay. And he did, he honored that. He made sure that he got home at the time that we agreed on. And we both did the same thing. We tried, you know, date nights to be like, go, if you can be home by midday tomorrow. And then I want it to be all about me for the afternoon. Yeah. Then we're good. So there was a beautiful ebb and flow and asking for what we needed, but also trying our best to get into a place of giving the other person the freedom that we want to be given when it's our turn right that's beautiful and it's such a such a trust you're compromising on things you're you're giving well, each other the thing like collaborating yeah we collaborate right. more than compromise it's like okay what do you need what do i need and then finding a way for both of us to get what we need right and that's beautiful because it's like you want something and you're like okay what do i have to do to get to that point <laughs> That's honestly much. what it is. And some things I had to wait for. Like I, I would have been easy to go on. Let's go on separate dates really early on. Um, but yeah, he, he wasn't there yet. So I had to pull myself back and rein myself in a bit and go at his pace. And I say that to a lot of other couples that are exploring this. You'll have one that is ready to just out into the playground. And the other person's like, oh, mm, not sure about this. Great. You've got to come back and go at their pace and walk with them. You know, yeah. you kind of hold the hand and you're not dragging them into it, but you're leading them into, come on, let's try this. Okay, what do you need? Where you're okay? Let's have a conversation about this before and after, like we do a debrief after. We did debriefs after a lot of the first experiences. Um, right. Yeah, how did you feel? What did you like? What did you not like? Is there anything we need to change? You know, are you okay with this? You know, we'd have some great conversations. It was beautiful because it opened up to whole new conversations that we didn't have before we stepped out into this playground. Um, so it was good because we started to, it was interesting. Initially, I didn't share some of the things that I really wanted to try because I was worried about how he would respond. Yeah. Um, and then later on got more trust and security and saw that he was doing okay. And I thought, well, I actually really would like to try this and I'd love to try that. And I don't know if I'm going to like this, but I'd like to give it a go. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of things um, yeah, that we experienced. But not just that, like I, before going into the scene, I was really body conscious. Like, mm -hmm. And I was, oh, geez, I'm probably at 20 kilos less than what I am now. Um, but I was really body conscious. And then what happened through that time, and, and a lot of people coming into it get really worried about, oh, what about, you know, I'm seeing everybody naked. I've got this scar here, a bit of cellulite there. I'm like, honey, everybody has something. When you get everybody exactly. naked, if you sit there, you can go, well, okay, she's got a bit of a pooch and then he's got, well, look at him. And you right. can, everybody has it, but everybody's just so not caring. It's like, I've got my, I've already got my partner. I don't need to impress anybody. That's true. That's a good way to look at it too. So 
we would find that like into the we get into these swingers clubs where it'd be everybody when you go down to the downstairs area and the one that we normally go normally went to um it was literally like lingerie underwear or nothing at that point so you'd have people having sex on the different beds that are around there but in between you've got a bunch of us who were sitting there pretty naked or almost naked having conversations about the weather about this about that and it occurred to me one day like who else sits around naked with other people and talks about this stuff (laughs) i love it i see i'm very comfortable naked so i walk around my house naked all the time if my girlfriend is and like you know we're getting ready for the night or whatever like i'll just be naked shit i i'm comfortable right i'm comfortable well i got comfortable by being in the lifestyle so for me i actually worked through a lot of my insecurities because i was able to be in rooms and i could see some of the guys that i would term as really gorgeous and they were interested in having sex with people who i would have thought weren't as you know their bodies weren't perfect they weren't the barbie dolls and i'm like huh worked out that men it's hot or not yeah women it's like oh my god look at that piece and this piece and that piece and look at me and so we are the ones that are critical guys hot or not and then once they've decided that you're hot it doesn't matter if you've got panda eyes you've got stuff in your hair you've got bed hair (laughs) you know you've got cellulite here and a bit there that you now can see because the corset's off um it's so they're just hot or not and once they've decided you're hot you're hot you're hot so i'm like oh okay i can get behind this so i relaxed so I got more body confident by being naked with a whole bunch of other people. Right, right. Now, would you say that you're always, this is an interesting question. Would you say that you're always attracted to the to the other couples or whomever? Like you probably have to have some sort of attraction, right? It has to be something. Something. Like, yeah, there's something. So, you know, there were definitely people that would be interested in me and I'm like, mm, no, thank you. But that's all I needed to say. Like, so thanks, that's it. Thanks. You kind of just that's move it. on from that. Okay. So it's... you move on because there's plenty of other people. Um, right. And yeah. same with others. They'd be like, no, thank you. Okay. And that was the kind of the respect, you know, and the consent and the, the right. stuff that happened, which was fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, there definitely has to be something. Okay. And um, even better if there's a few someones that fit into that category. Definitely. Now, if someone was wanting to try this for the first time, what would you... I know we talked about like the communication part and just being transparent, but what are the, what other things would you say you would suggest someone maybe try out first to see if they were into it? Swinging. Um, <clears throat> it's getting very clear about what both partners are comfortable with. And when I say comfortable, it's not necessarily yet I'm completely okay with that. It's mm. usually, I think I'm okay with that. Right. But, not sure so that's where the kind of boundary needs to be um because it it, otherwise comfortable comfortable is i'm comfortable with my partner okay great um that's we need something a little bit further than that for us to progress and go further because the experience in the gray zone is what gives you the feedback and gives you the experience to then have new conversations or to work out where boundaries are or go oh what happened there oh well i saw him you know, some people are like, okay, well, when I saw my my partner look like they were having so much fun with that other person, and I don't see that, I'm like, well, when you're in it, you can't see how much fun your partner's having. That's true. Um, and it's not necessarily true either. Like some people can have fun with a new toy, but it's because it's a new toy. Right, right. It's actually not, it's not a lifetime toy. It's like, ooh, new chew toy. Excellent. Yeah. Um, rather than, you know, 
but that's good because it means, oh, there's some insecurity there. Great. Now, you know, go work on that. Um, what do you need to feel secure? So it starts new conversation. So you want to start where it feels a little bit uncomfortable, but not so uncomfortable that it can go sideways too fast. Come up with a way of communicating that one of you is not comfortable and wants you to stop. So it doesn't sound like in the middle of the room, you're standing up going, stop, and right, feeling right. uncomfortable for it. It's like, honey, I'd, you know, peaches or whatever the word, something really benign, um, something that doesn't seem too out of place. If you can think of something, I never really needed to use it. So it was not really an issue. It's like, if I just sort of tapped him on the shoulder, it's like, hey, can I just touch you for a sec? You know, but I never did because I realized for me, which I didn't know until I saw it, was watching him with other women was just the hottest thing ever because I could see how much this woman was enjoying it. I'm like, yeah, I know what that feels like. And there was something, there was something about, yeah, that's my husband giving it to her. And she's right. having so much fun. Look how much pleasure she's having. Like get her to orgasm. It's like, yeah, that's my man. That's my man. That's my man. So, you know, there's, it's just a different perspective and having a solid connection with your partner. Um, and he would enjoy watching me with other people because it's like when we were in it, we can't see the other person really enjoying it. But when he got to see me with other people, he'd be like, again, on the other side going, yeah, that's my girl. Right, right. And I feel like it's so it's so cool that your guys' relationship really grew and evolved. And I think it's so beautiful that it can it can be open and then it can be, not be open. And like there's so many different dynamics and, and yeah. parts of it that I think that's what makes your relationship so beautiful right because you can you can be really transformative almost like you know you can be mm. with other people but then you can just be an monogamous and I think and I yeah. think that probably do you find that that's uh like a lot of other couples are like that or do you find that once they're open they're kind of open for maybe um I don't think I've met too many like us um there's there's definitely couples that go in and stay in um, mm -hmm. for quite a number of years and some that, you know, stay in for a couple number of years, but then for whatever reason, you know, if one wants to shut it, but the other one doesn't, and that becomes a problem when right. there's one in that's so keen to keep at the playground and the other one's like ready to just, you know, I'm, I'm ready to just be us again. Um, right. I'm, I'd say I'm lucky, but it's not luck so much as that, um, you know, when we decided to kind of step back from the lifestyle, there was something that happened in our lives. I actually lost my first husband to suicide, which brought me back to family my daughter you know, with him um you know she went through massive amounts of grief and all of that so then that shifted everything and we moved away and we decided you know actually we really want to just be family for a while right um which then led to us having two more children that have got special needs and that's a whole other conversation um so our relationship has had to you know we've done the the monogamous things we went into the open space which you know evolved from you know, swinging to open to a little bit polyamorous, and then we closed it again. And you know, now we're we're very much parents. We you know, we've definitely gone through periods where we've had almost no sex. You know, hell year was hell year for a reason. Um, we're still not back to what it was before the kids, so we're not even getting a lot of quality just us time. And it is what it is for the moment. But we we know how to keep our relationship together through the hardest of hard times. But also, how do we get to thriving again? And we're not closed in terms of going well, well it's never going to happen again we're closed we just yeah. you know right now it's about us and if we have an right. opportunity where we catch up with some old friends from that space and and everything feels good and and we want to and they want to well then we we go and have some fun so right. we kind of monogamous flexible yeah and I think it's 
I think that's so beautiful that you guys just can communicate and say, you know what, we're, I think we're just happy right now. Like the family, just being with the family. Yeah. And, but I, I also love the fact that you're like, I could, we, we could do it again. It's like, it's not completely off the table. Cause right. It's just yeah. whatever you guys want and whatever you guys feel comfortable with. So I think that's, that's yeah. really good advice. And I think anyone listening out there, just, just, you know, if you're interested in it, obviously dabble in it and, you know, kind of like like you said just like start small and kind of see okay well oh I really liked that and just kind of really strongly communicate about what you enjoyed I love the fact that you Mm. said you checked in with each other after you know the first few um you know situations and we're like okay I really did enjoy that but maybe I didn't love this and and just Mm. really just being so transparent with each other so I think that's I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wrote the book, which is is actually out there still. It's on Amazon. It's definitely a few years old. So I think some of the links and stuff may be not so relevant today. But the actual core stuff where I talk, I actually take people through the process of all the conversations they need to have that will prepare them best for being able to get into the lifestyle and know how to manage and handle what's going on. Um, you know, sharing some snippets and questions and the FAQ section, like it's a 200 and something page book. It's got a lot of information. What is it um, called? In it. It's called, yeah, it's called The Essential Guide for Adventurous Couples Who okay. Want to Explore Threesomes, Foursomes, and Morsomes. It's done under my pseudonym, Chantel Austin. Okay. I will definitely. So it's still available today. I'll definitely put that in the show notes so people can. <laughs> people can take a peek at it for sure but otherwise I still work with people um while I am focused on couples that have got neurodiverse kids uh I still have the odd couple that reaches out to me and saying look we want to explore this space or something's gone wrong we don't know how to get past it um all of that sort of stuff I still do private coaching on anything to do with relationships really but my program is focused on kids with uh, people with neurodiverse kids because of the struggles wow that's beautiful now if someone is struggling like if they're in a you know, polyamory relationship or what have you, what do you usually suggest? Like, obviously there can be so many different situations of what's going wrong, but what do you usually suggest to your, to the couples? Um, I mean, first of all, you've got to find out what went wrong, why it went wrong and whose stuff is playing out. You know, what, Mm -hmm. was there a communication error? Often there is people's stuff. So they're someone said or done something and their rejections playing out or their abandonment issues are playing out or someone's hidden something and they haven't been truthful. That's usually one of the problems. And then, okay, mm-hmm. let's go deeper than that. Why didn't you share it? And it might be because the other person is so volatile emotionally that they, they were a bit of self-preservation. So it's not just, it's never as simple as the one who cheated is the one who's the problem. Actually, <laughs> no, it takes two. Right. Um, more often than not, there's a reason why a person will hold back information or not say things completely or not be completely honest. Um, and you need to find out what's really playing out here. So I often recommend you, you know, for these kinds of things, you really do need a professional who's objective, Absolutely. who can see the whole chessboard um, and can see what's really playing out. Something that because I've got an ADHD brain, it's something I naturally am able to do that a lot of people can't. Um, I can listen to one person's story and another person's story and go, ah, that's your stuff. And that's why that's not translating. And that's so, you know, it makes a big difference having getting the help to find out what happened, but also to be able to heal the problems and and get strategies for moving forward to rebuild that trust um, Mm -hmm. or to upskill because sometimes it's a skill thing, you know, not knowing how to, to work as a team, not knowing how to, to bring in an extra person into that dynamic, you know, what kind of things do you need to now navigate? 
what changes um how do you deal with that yeah, there's a lot there's so so much everything is is very personal so right. yeah yeah and i think like you said having a a third party that can just kind of help or you out. fourth if there's three or four in the relationship <laughs> that's true that is true and just kind of having them take a peek and be like oh okay maybe maybe this is the reason that something went wrong and really just deep dive into it so definitely the deep dive awesome well this was an incredible conversation i absolutely loved it are you ready for our game sure give me the game all right let's do it so the first one is pizza or pasta pizza pizza fruit or veggies 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 would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather i want to control the weather (laughs) i love it um would you rather direct a I know, seriously. Um, would you rather direct a music video or direct a photo shoot? Ooh, uh, probably a music video. That would be cool, right? Yeah, there's a lot going on. Right? I know. <laughs> this one's interesting. Would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything? Well, considering some of the events that I've been, you're probably eyes recording everything. <laughs> I've still got lots of photos on my phone that I go back to. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I love that. And that must be so fun to look back on. Oh, yeah. Are you into dirty talk or long foreplay? If I had to choose between one or the other, probably the long floor play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you rather live in the Playboy Mansion or live in a strip club? probably the playboy mansion i need because strip clubs from my experience yeah a bit grotty yeah i agree i totally agree i don't know that the playboy mansion is much better but you know (laughs) true um would you rather never like only have sex toys or only have oral sex forever oh Oh, that's a hard one because I've got some really good toys. <laughs> <laughs> There's some amazing. Uh, oral sex or sex toys? Um, I'd probably go the sex toys. And because yeah. I really, <laughs> they're mm, great. It's a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. They can reach a lot of places a tongue can't. So yeah, I'd probably. That is so true. That is so true. Best sex of your life only once, or mediocre sex every day. Oh, best sex of my life only once. Yes. Yes, I love it. I can still imagine those times where it was like full-blown screaming orgasm. I don't have those very often, but I know the exact two times that that happened. Yes. That's amazing. Um, Photographic memory or huge imagination? Huge imagination. Love it. And then are you a night owl or early riser? I'm an early riser early riser Mm. would you rather explore the sea or explore space Hmm. that's a hard one because i love my like star trek and oh yes (laughs) so i think probably space space that'd be so cool it has to be a lot like star trek though (laughs) completely safe completely safe 
Yes. Ex um, live by the ocean or in the mountains? Both. So oh. mountain right next to the beach. Oh, that would be beautiful because you have the best of yes. us. We do. Um, oh, you do like where you live now? Oh, well, not where I am right now, but not far up where you can have the, the hinterland is like right up on like within like 100 meters of the beach so you can have that kind of thing i don't want to be right on the beach because i have this irrational fear of tsunamis which oh we don't gosh. get here me too so I, I need to be up on the hill so that i've got the in my head i'm not hearing the waves in the middle of the night going yeah right. no um so but if I, I i want to have like plenty of trees and nature around me so it's no good to be in a big open field that i can see the beach like no i need the hills so both that's beautiful i love that and then sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Sunrise. Beautiful. Well, this was an amazing episode. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your stories and giving some of my listeners some wonderful advice. So thank you so much for being here today. Would you like to um, share where people can connect with you? Yes, and thank you so much for having me. So my current website um, is divinerelating.com, which, as I've said, is focused on couples that have got neurodiverse kids. Um, but you'll see a little bit about me there and you can reach me through the website. And, um, yeah, so if you've got any kind of relationship issues, like hit me up. I'm happy to have a conversation. And if I can help you, great. If I can't, then I'll, I'll pass you on to somebody else that I think could be a better suit to you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and being so vulnerable with me. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. It was such a pleasure having Rach on the podcast today, sharing her experiences. I had such a blast hearing about all of her experiences and her stories, and she gave amazing advice on this topic. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable with me today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please reach out to me on my DMs. Or you can email me, mynakedmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can go on my website and fill out the form to be on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Bye. Bye.